This is the Planet Rygate podcast. Hello, I'm Peter Stewart. Episode 18. Hello, how are you? It's for Saturday, the 13th of January 2024. On the way in a packed programme tonight. It's like something from the two Ronnies, isn't it? Rhyming and dancing, running and beekeeping, singing and litter picking, Zumba and trampolining, Qigong and Tai Chi. And that's just in the Good Time Guide, which is on the way. Plus, you'll be hearing about the A22 and Pebble Hill. Changes at SES Water, repairs at Dorking Halls, how you can tell police what you think of them locally and get away with it. The local town that's been listed as one of the most depressing places to live. And also, what do you call Rygate Hill? Plus, we continue our conversation with stallholders at the recent sustainability market in Rygate. Their stories, their items for sale, jewellery, artwork, food, toys for kids and so much more. All things eco-friendly and sustainable. We've got Rygate Roulette, which was our brand new feature we started last week. This week, our resident robot Roberta is asking questions of Lucy in Red Hill about what she loves about living life round here. And I'll be intrigued to know what your answers would be. Planet Rygate Stars celebrates local heroes a little bit later on. Hidden treasure from the Children's Trust shop in Belt Street and Rygate. This week featuring a brand new black polka dot blouse with a tie belt. And more news from the Children's Trust as well. Plus I'm going to be telling you what's in next week's show. Mm, You better get your magnifying glass out. And 60 second soundscape to end the show. Summer crickets in the grass alongside Earlswood Lakes. All that and more as the Planet Rygate podcast continues. I'm Peter Stewart. Thank you for the loan of your ears. We always start off with the messages that we've had in recently and this from Spin Preloved. We mentioned them in last week's programme because they were one of the stalls down at the sustainability market that we featured last week. So if you didn't hear last week's show, please go back and listen to that. Hopefully you'll find it of interest. Episode 17 on your favourite podcast app. And they say, what a fantastic podcast. Thank you so much for including us. More than delighted to do so. Amy has written to us and says, it sounds great. And Claire says, it really does sound really exciting and something we would like to get involved in. So if you would like to get involved with anything that we're doing, listen out for our contact details a little bit later on. But suffice to say, for the moment at least, it's hello at theplanetrygatepodcast.com. OK, now. Let's talk about what you could be up to over the next seven days. It's the Planet Rygate Planner. We call it the Good Time Guide. The Good Time Guide. Things to do and places to go on the Planet Rygate podcast. Okay, so today, Saturday the 13th, do you have a New Year's resolution to get fitter and healthier? Yeah, kind of. Uh, Do you want to run socially with others or feel better in yourself? The next Rygate Priory AC Couch to 5K nine-week programme starts today, Saturday the 13th in Priory Park. £17 for the whole course. Now, the Couch to 5K programme is a, a running plan for absolute beginners. 
Is that a song by David Bowie? Uh, to build up to 30 minutes of running, and they finish off with a 5k park run together with the slap up breakfast. Well, <laughs> there's incentive, isn't it? Uh, the next Rygate Beekeepers course, Introduction to Beekeeping, is uh, starting on the 15th of January. And I say that the 15th, and you're thinking, well, that's not Saturday, because Saturday's the 13th. Yeah, they've got an introductory meeting at their training apiary on the 13th, so today. And as I say, and then the first of 10 classroom sessions at the Woodhatch Centre in Rygate, starting 7.30 on Monday the 15th, and all those sessions go through to the 25th of March. £195 will get you four weekly practical training sessions, a full-length bee suit loaned for hive inspection inspections and a gift of a jar of honey on your first practical session visit to the apiary that's where they keep the bees it's not where they keep the apes no prior experience of beekeeping is required oh by by the way rygatebeekeepers.org.uk for that one on Sunday, the Rygate-based musicians Ed Rice and Lorraine Gauntlet are back with jazz at the Hatch at Shaw's Corner. From 4.30 to 6.30, they say, come and enjoy chilled jazz standards from the Great American Songbook, plus our jazzy take on contemporary songs that we love. Also on Sunday, between 1.30 and 3.30, is the Gatwick Ponds Litter Pickup Tidy. Yeah, litter pickers and rubbish bags are provided on a first-come, first-served basis. All welcome. Come if you can, even for half an hour, they say. And if you would like to help, meet Sam and Rod in the car park off Riverside Garden Park at 1.30. They say they'll be there, rain or shine. It may be muddy, so come prepared and thanks in advance. On Monday the 15th, come and join one of our friendly classes, Zumba Gold, seated Zumba Gold, Tai Chi and Qigong, or Melt. Pay as you go classes in Rygate and Betchworth. For more information, lowimpactseatedfitness.com. And I mention it because classes start on Monday in Rygate at the Coleman Redland Centre at 10.30 in the morning. The Sovereign Gymnastics Centre in Red Hill have recreational trampolining, preschool gymnastics and trampolining, recreational gymnastics from beginners to intermediate level, parkour as well, boys only classes available, adult classes are available as well and uh, you can get some more information sovereigngymnastics.co.uk you're listening to The Good Time Guides on the Planet Rygate podcast. You can let us know of details of something you're planning for the local area via hello at theplanetrygatepodcast.com or fill out the form on theplanetrygatepodcast.com. The next Rygate and Red Hill Society talk is on Monday the 15th at 7.15. It's on the history of hospitals in the local area. And you can get in touch with them and find out the Zoom link via rygatesociety.org.uk The January full meeting of Charlwood Parish Council taking place in the pavilion at Charlwood at 7.30 on Monday. Members of the public are invited to go along in person and talk with the councillors. Now the agenda for the meeting includes discussions on the neighbourhood plan for the area, the local air quality project, whether the parish council would like to renew the lease for the Glebe Field as well as suggestions surrounding local traffic calming and updates on Wickens Orchard and the Russ Hill Hotel. 
On Wednesday, Tai Chi and Qi Gong. Their new term starts on Wednesday, so Tai Chi classes on Wednesday mornings and evenings and the Qi Gong classes on Wednesday evenings in Rygate, all taught by a teacher with well over a decade of experience in both of those arts. Now, you might be familiar with Tai Chi, but let me tell you a little bit about Qi Gong of a sidebar here. It was developed in China thousands of years ago as part of traditional Chinese medicine. It involves using exercises to optimize energy within the body, mind and spirit with the goal of improving and maintaining health and well-being. That sounds interesting, doesn't it? If you'd like to find out more about those classes, contact Nikki on TWG with Nikki at gmail. Let me say that back to you because Nikki got a variety of spellings. So let me say that back to you. T-W-G with N-I-C-C-I at gmail.com. Also on Wednesday, the Men's Pit Stop is a place for new conversations. They say, don't carry the weight of what's keeping you down. Come and have a chop, uh, come and have a chat with us. A pit Stop, so it's a group support for men. It's a Merston football club on Weldon Way in Merston, RH1 3QB. It's every Wednesday between 6.30 and 7.30. And they say, if it's not even good enough for you to, to come along and, and, and spin a, a few yarns or, or get something off your chest or, or just kind of, you know, chill out with, with, with some other guys of a similar age and background, they've got free tea and biscuits as well. You know what? There are so many kind of coffee mornings and so on for mums and for, for, for older women, aren't they? And, and, and yet the men, I think the point of this is that men very often kind of miss out on that kind of social area. Yes, down the pub. Yes, sports. But sometimes you just want to talk to someone and get something off your chest or ask a bit of advice to talk about the women in your life or the kids in your life or work pressures or whatever it happens to be. And that's a fantastic place to do it. It's the Men's Pit Stop. I'm going to give them another mention. Merston Football Club. Um, every Wednesday between 6.30 and 7.30. Again, if you want to mention for your charity or non-profit event, let us know about it. Fill out the form you'll find on the Planet Rygate podcast and you're more likely to be included if you give at least two weeks' notice. And also, you're more likely to be included if you've interacted with us before or shared the show before. Yeah, for obvious reasons, of course. Thursday, there's new free rhyme time sessions at Merstham Library. They're running an extra session, 2 to 2.30 on Thursdays. Well, we always uh, look ahead to the following Saturday as well to give you a little bit of advance notice. And an early warning, we need a klaxon really, don't we? Rygate Priory Park Run next Saturday the 20th has been cancelled because there's a school's cross-country in the park and they say... If you go somewhere else for your park run, not organised by them, but just for a, a run yourself, have fun. And also, next Saturday, all dance abilities send dance classes. Now, I found this really interesting. They say we're an inclusive dance company for all mobilities and abilities, specialising in send dance classes. We provide lessons for children 3 to 16, classes fully accessible for all, and our aim is to remove barriers in the community and allow individuals to express themselves freely through music and movement. There are so many benefits to our lessons, for example, improving mobility, coordination, memory and self-confidence, to name 
uh, just a few. Now, they got uh, lessons and sessions in Hookwood Hawley every Friday. Also, South Croydon. Well, we don't really mention South Croydon, but the one that's mainly in the Planet Rygate area is at Red Hill Donnings every other Saturday. And the next one is going to be next Saturday, not this Saturday. Infants, 3 to 8 years old, 1 to 145, juniors 9 to 16, 2 to 245. Details, alldanceabilities.co.uk. And hopefully you didn't realise that the music has just run out. From Rygate and Red Hill, Buckland, Betchworth and Brockham. Great stories from places you love and people you know. This is the Planet Rygate podcast. Before we go, to end the show, summer crickets in the grass alongside Earlswood Lakes. It's been such a cold, wintry week, hasn't it? With lots of rain, a few snow flurries as well. We're going to be checking out the weather with Professor Weather uh, in the not-too-distant future, a little bit later on in the show as well. Also, our hidden treasure from the Children's Trust Shop, on Bell Street in Rygate, celebrating local heroes, some local people who've made a difference and enhanced the life of others, is our feature on the show in a little while as well. And also we're going to be hearing more from the sustainability market in Rygate right now on the Planet Rygate podcast. So just before Christmas, we went down to the sustainability markets in Rygate and we spoke to a whole load of stool holders down there and we sampled some of the produce and we had a look to see what they were selling and spoke to them about their stories, their items for sale. If you didn't catch last week's episode, go back and listen to what must have been about half a dozen stools that we talked to last week. This week, the story continues. Jewellery artwork, food, toys for kids and so much more and as the name might suggest all things are eco-friendly and sustainable. It happens the second Saturday of the month in and outside Rygate Methodist Church on the High Street. You know where that is. Of course you do. And so we continue our conversation now with the stool holders on the Planet Rygate podcast. So we've got all sorts of different businesses, and now we're coming up to uh, Nature Reclaimed, and in uh, the gazebo, I meet Katie. Hi, Katie. So uh, we've got uh, glasses, and we've got bottles, and we've got candles. Yes. Our business came about during lockdown because of a surplus of glass being littered in the local park, and my husband was plogging, which is a combination of uh, litter picking and running, which is uh, apparently a Swedish concept, um, and was bringing home all these bottles, and we were thinking, right, what can we do? We how can do something with it. Yeah, yeah. Well, how can we give these a new life? What we've started to create is, as you'll see around you, we've got a bottle top candle holders that we've paired with beautiful different coloured dinner candles. Okay, so talk me through this. I, I see, so that is the top of a bottle, so you've got the, the actual kind of pouring spout, and it goes down about an inch into the body, but then yeah. you've cut that off and you've made that into a candle holder. We also have a variety of different things. So we have bottle lamps. Many of the bottle lamps that we create are custom bottles. Someone might have a beautiful bottle from a family gathering, a birthday, christening, wedding. And so they, they want to keep that as a, exactly. as a memento. Yeah. yeah, I mean, sometimes people say to us they've had a bottle 
for decades sat there because they don't want to throw it away and they want to do something with it. But it's an empty bottle. It is. And it's not doing anything. <laughs> but it has... It's one of those things, it has a value yeah, of its yeah. own. Then we're entrusted with turning that into something that they can carry on using in a more functional capacity. There seems to be an awful lot of gin bottles here, Katie. Yeah, <laughs> so it's really interesting. A lot of our customers actually donate bottles to us. It's a very crowded market with gin. They've really made an effort with their bottles to really separate themselves. And there are some really beautiful bottles out there. So you've got the lamp in the top and then yeah. the cord goes into the bottle and then, I see, out of the side yeah. and then the plug on the end of that, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. And as you'll see on the plug, they're all pat-tested by a local electrician, so there's that reassurance. And then our core range, which is actually where we began, is our essential oil candles. Well, as soon as I walked into the gazebo, actually, even though we're outside, <laughs> uh, we've got this, this lovely aroma of, well, what have we got going on here? Lavender and clary sage, which is beautifully sort of calming and relaxing in the evening. Orange and chamomile, soothing scents like eucalyptus and bay. And then we've also got juniper and bergamot, which again harks back to that gin kind of vibe and then also rose and geranium which is a really sort of romantic kind of summer scent they're essential oils and natural wax so they're they're non-sitting they're as close to nature as they can be which is really important to us as you know pet owners and also young children in the house want everything to be as natural as it can be and we use a mixture of cotton wicks and wood wicks the wood wicks have this wonderful kind of crackle which adds another sensory kind of element to the candle when it's burning because you've got that nice like crackling. So you've got the light, you've got the sound, you've got the smell. Exactly, yeah. it's almost like you've almost got that kind of open fire feel. Yeah, we've really tried to bring together a collection of products that utilises the glass to avoid it going into landfill or recycling where more carbon is used, but also that kind of guilt-free gifting element. So we're talking about nature-reclaimed wine bottles, lovingly repurposed into handcrafted candles and lamps, as the sign says here. How can people get in touch with you? We are stocked in a couple of shops locally, including New Leaf in Woodhatch and in Chalk Hills on the High Street. But you can also visit our website, which is naturereclaimed.shop. And we're also on Instagram and Facebook. If people want to see what we do, that's a really good place. There's some fun videos and things about things that we create, so they can come and check us out there. OK, so so many stalls. And uh, Cynthia is on another one over here. And uh, this is popular because I've been eyeing this stall up for a while, but you've had so many customers here. It's I been know, difficult to get a word in edgeways. People are curious, <laughs> yes. Loving your accent. Oh, where, where, where thank are you, you from? I come from Argentina. OK, but, but now you're in Rygate. And now I'm in Rygate, yes. On, on a cold winter's morning. <laughs> true, that's true, with a lot of layers. <laughs> so what you're selling here is typically Argentinian, it's typical. but actually it's something that people know. Yes, yeah, because a lot of people have been to Argentina, and if you go to Argentina, you cannot avoid it. There is dulce de leche everywhere. And that's the reason why I made my own vegan version, because um, I grew up with this, but the traditional recipe is made with cow's milk. And I became vegan uh, about nine years ago. And so I said, that's it, I cannot have any more dulce de leche, but I missed it very much because everything that I ever had sweet in Argentina had dulce de leche, oh. so I made my own vegan version. So what is it? It's a caramel spread? It's a caramel spread, it's right? a caramel spread yeah. yes, yeah. that yeah. we literally put it in Argentina on 95% uh, of our patisserie and desserts, so it's everywhere. And that's why I missed it very much when I stopped having it, and, and that's why I created my own vegan version of it. OK, so vegan, so it's without cow's milk, so what's in instead? How do you I, make that work? I use organic coconut milk. 
I have tried soya milk and almond milk, but my favourite is coconut. And this is your own personal, private, secret recipe? Totally, totally, oh, totally, okay. yes. I developed it myself and I'm very proud of it. And we've got different flavours of it as yes, well, Yes, yeah? I mean, the original is the classic, is the most similar to the traditional one that we have in Argentina. And then... With time, I, I started making fudge because I realized that cooking the spread longer, it became harder, yeah, and yeah. I, that's how I ended up making fudge. People were very keen on the salted caramel fudge, so I said, oh, then I can put more salt in my spread, and I ended up having a salted caramel one. I uh, want to pause you there because there, there's someone hovering, and I don't know whether I, he wants to, to, to give you some money, and I don't I want don't you to know, lose maybe, a sale. Maybe, so. that's fine. So which one is closest to the what you normally have in Argentina? Well, the closest, I think, would be actually... This is my original, but the closest might be this one that, where you will test the coconut a bit less, for which I just won the British Food Award, a gold... So it strikes me, Cynthia, this is really unusual. I know, I know dulce de leche. Have I said that right, first of all? Almost. Uh, almost <laughs> Close right. Enough. Okay. Close okay. enough. But to have it vegan is really unusual, It yeah? is unusual, it is. I have to say that was very brave to start producing a product that nobody knew about it. <laughs> but uh, luckily, most people like it when they try it. And what are people using it for? What are they putting it in? Uh, literally, mainly on toast, the same thing that you would do with the jam. But that's the way also how we eat pancakes in Argentina. We eat everything in Argentina with dulce de leche. We put it in cakes, we put it on fruit, we put it on popcorn, we put it on cheese, and actually with vegan cheese it works well. Anything. <laughs> Wow. My millionaire shortbread. And, and it's in there layer. as well. Well, it's of course, it's got to have a layer, yes. hasn't it? Yes, and my alfajores, which is a treat oh. from Argentina as well. What did you say that again for me? Alfajor. Oh, <laughs> And it's alfajor, well done. Okay. And it's something very popular in Argentina. And basically, it's two biscuits with the dulce de leche in the middle. I call it almost an excuse to eat dulce de leche. You don't need an excuse, you've got no, everything. Exactly, exactly. And you're making all of this yourself? I make everything myself from home. And where is home? Home is Red Hill now. Yes. Your home must smell fantastically. Yes, that's what my caramel and ex- sweet and sugar. <laughs> yes, that's what my son's friends say when they come home. Oh, your house smells so nice, always of sweet and sugar. Yes, that's true. And so you're here at the sustainability market because it's because it's vegan. Yeah? Yes, and because it's local and because it's unique. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, fantastic. Yeah. Thank you so Thank much. You. How do people get in touch with you? Vegancrazy.co.uk. Okay, I'm going to take one of those sure. cards Thank as well, if much. I may. I'm just going to... Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank Hope it goes well. Try and get a coffee. You know, I try will, and warm up a little I will, bit. I will. Thank <laughs> you. Because it's cold out you. here. Thank, Thank you so much, Cynthia. So, and now we're walking in because it's not just uh, outside that these stalls are. There's got some more stalls inside here at the Methodist Church on the high street. And also, it's, it's rather nice to get in the warm. I know Carolyn is waiting to uh, waiting to speak to us. Carolyn Daunt from Carolyn Daunt Design. We've got all sorts of jewellery and earrings going on here, Carolyn. Yes, it's all made from recycled plastic bottles, which I collect all different colours. And then it doesn't go through a very industrial process. I just very gently might heat it with a, a low flame or use a soldering iron just to finish it off. So it's quite naturally made. And where are these bottles coming from? You say you're collecting them yourself. Yeah, well I have four kids and even my two boys have really long hair so we go through a lot of shampoo and conditioner and you can make quite a lot from one bottle so I just collect lots of different colours and my friends give me bottles too. So It's amazing how many plastic bottles there are around the home. Between the fabric conditioner, shampoos, 
everything that's, that's in plastic. But so. not all plastics are the same, are they? So do they all melt down the same way? Can you work with all of them or are there some kinds that you can't do anything with? Not all. The more sort of flexible, rubbery sort of ones I don't use, but I'll use the other ones that I can, I can work with. But I'll experiment with lots of different things to see what works best. And what is your background in, in jewellery design? Well, I started off as a graphic designer and I've lived all over the world. We lived in um, Zambia. I worked for UNICEF over there for years. And then my husband's job took us to Sri Lanka, Philippines, Solomon Islands of all places. So we've lived in lots of different countries and I've seen the devastation caused to a lot of those countries with the amount of plastic pollution that turns up on their beaches, no fault of their own, in these idyllic islands. So. Um, it's, it's just been in me to do something about it, really. And are any of those cultures coming through in your designs of jewellery? Definitely a lot of the uh, sea creatures you might see in the designs. You might see little sea urchins or sand dollars. But living here after a while, now I'm doing lots of like uh, leaves, sycamore leaves and oak leaves. So I'm being influenced over here by England as well. Now I've noticed down here we've got a, what, some maple leaves, look very Canadian, and some oak yes, leaves, which yes. of course is the symbol of Surrey. So yes, that's quite course, appropriate. Yes. More trees than people here, I reckon. <laughs> and talk me through some of your other designs. Well, I have lots of ones that are made from the opaque plastic. So this sort of plastic is made from fabric conditioner bottles. And often that's the type of plastic that will end up in landfill because they can't really uh, recycle a lot of these plastics so I try to work with these and then I'll put silver leaf and gold leaf on some of them as well then the really rare plastic that I can never find is Neil's Yard ultramarine blue so I'm always trying to get my hands on those bottles if anybody uses it <laughs> that's a particularly striking color isn't it, is. it it's lovely isn't it yeah now you're based locally in Rygate yeah. tell me about where you do your designing and your work I'm based over the Bell Pub on Bell Street there's no front door to my studio so I have to go through the beer garden of the Bell Pub and then up a little metal stairs so I'm a very off the off the beaten track sort of place but it's a nice quiet spot to work but I'm still at the center of Rygate which is really nice Nice. Yeah, excellent. And how can people get in touch? Can they just knock on the door, as it were, or do they can... Well, if they give me an email, I'm Carolyn D-A, C-A-R-O-L-Y-N-D-A, at ozemail, O-Z-E-M-A-I-L, dot com dot A-U. That's an Australian email address, <laughs> but I've kept it because my husband's Australian. We've lived there for years, so on and off. And uh, my website is carolyndaunt.com. Excellent. So, uh, Carolyn is, is, can be spelt in about 500 different ways, it's can't It's just it? a uh, C-A-R-O-L-Y-N and D-A-U-N-T for Daunt, as in Daunt Books. Excellent. <laughs> Thank OK. Carolyn, thanks very much indeed. Hope that all goes well. So, uh, we're moving over to uh, a few more. Just a couple more people to, uh, to speak to. And uh, Mina is, uh, is our next victim. I'm sorry, guest. <laughs> interviewee. You're doing obviously some, some art and design here. I've seen yeah. some fantastic pictures here. Talk me through your style that you've got here. Yeah, so um, I graduated Art Uni in 2020 when the pandemic started. So many people are saying, oh, I started in the pandemic. You're about the fourth <laughs> person today to tell me that. Yeah, <laughs> we made the most out of it, yeah. I guess. Um, and I wasn't really sure like what my art style was at that time, but I started experimenting and I ended up... Um, yeah, making these two prints. Um, this one is like an abstract line drawing of a woman. And then we've also got like two spaniels with abstract shapes surrounding them. 
I don't know why. I just decided like, oh, I want to try and sell them. So here I am today. It's my second market. And I'm just really excited to be here. And it's not just uh, yeah. prints, is it? You've got some other things down here. Talk me through what these are. I want to say they're stones with faces on, but obviously <laughs> it's much more than that. That's all right. So yeah, I've been experimenting with air dry clay. So these are air dry clay figures, hand painted with gouache and acrylic. I went to Japan uh, late last year and I stayed there for six months to meet my partner's family and it was so lovely. And anyway, I got really inspired by Japan and the beautiful culture that... Because that yeah. is such a different culture, isn't it? Yeah. You can probably take a lot of that and do a bit of fusion work, can you? Yeah, exactly. So I ended up making these little clay figures like inspired by motifs from Japan. Like you've got the onigiri, the rice ball, and the Mount Fuji. And oh, I see. Yeah. I can see now. I can see now. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yes, yeah. yes, absolutely. I'm loving the little cat. Thank you. Yeah, I do love cats. And people here seem to love the cats in the market, so I'm really happy. And how's business been going today? And the other time you come at the beginning of the market it was it was quite busy over here like I did sell some prints so that was nice <laughs> and it's still, we're still going strong there's still people coming through um, so yeah it's been a really good day so far and also <laughs> it's uh, it's inside so you've got a good position here we are lucky it's pretty cold outside so we are I, I feel lucky to be in inside here today <laughs> Mina how can people get in touch with you you must have uh, a website or somewhere where people can see what you do yeah so I do have a Instagram that I'm on all the time. <laughs> it's called uh, Mina Pomelo and I have an Etsy under the same name as well if you do want to check out my prints. So, yeah. Excellent. Okay, Mina, I hope it goes really well. Thank you very much cool, indeed for talking you. to us. And um, we're just waiting for Mucky Knees, who's the, uh, the final stall and it's just opposite Mina. But uh, the lady who runs Mucky Knees, sustainable, inspiring gifts for children. And she's actually just speaking to a few people as well. It's like the parting of the Red Sea. They parted when they realised that I was talking into a microphone. I'm sorry, I missed your name. Hi, it's Amy. Hi, Amy. So, can we come round the front? Yes, because absolutely. we're round, round the back and I can't see what fantastic things you sell. Sustainable, inspiring gifts for children. Yes. Talk me through what it is that you've got on your stall and why it is sustainable. I have two young children and I was very keen to think about the environment when I was purchasing gifts of theirs. There's an awful lot of plastic and, and oh, stuff that's thrown away, isn't it? It's there? crazy. For example, our little artist range, so that's predominantly anything arty, painty, creative. My daughter absolutely loves it all. Mm. But you won't believe the amount of plastic that just comes wrapped around a simple paintbrush. Mm. And then on top of that, you get the paints, which come in multitudes as well, and the kits. So I wanted to design a range that took away all of that, even down to our biodegradable packaging that is powdered paints, again, taking away the water. We all have water at home to use. We don't need to be transporting that. Mixing cups, I've got the stainless steel. So many of them are just plastic, plastic. They crack, they break, you can't put water in it. And it's simply going into landfill. And people talk about the fact that, oh, we can recycle this, we can recycle that. But the problem is, what we're putting in our recycling bins, there's a very small percentage that's actually getting recycled and reused. So I wanted to eradicate And it's all the power that. that's, that's gone into making Absolutely. it in the first place. You've got a couple of ladies here. If they look as though they're going to buy something, interrupt you. the interview. Okay, I don't want you to lose a sale. No, Keep an eye fine. on them, watch the body language. Yeah. And, uh, I'm loving also linking with My the sustainability. Yeah, absolutely. yeah, absolutely. So that helps both ends, doesn't it? Yeah. Of the sustainability kind of uh, flow. 100%. I um, grew up on the Isle of Wight and I had two parents that were very 
very outdoorsy, very into their gardening. And I grew up picking my veg out of my garden. It sounds very idyllic, but it was for real. And I just wanted to do that more with my children. I think the key thing with children is once you get them into it from a young age, it sort of continues. And I found that there was a lot more food and especially vegetables that my son would eat from what he has grown via what I had bought from, say, Sainsbury's. Because it's his. He's grown it. Yeah. He's waited for it. And he's like, oh, mum, the carrots are ready. And he'd pull them up and five minutes later he's eating it. And the, the nutritional value is so much better, as well as the fact, again, it's way more sustainable. So we've got, like, herb gardens for traditional herbs and year of veg. So that's sort of like veg that every child's going to love. Really easy, quick growing to a degree. Obviously, there's still a certain amount of um, patience involved. And then our most popular at the moment, which is our Christmas dinner seed kit. So all the veg you need for a Christmas. Christmas dinner. It's got your herbs, like your sage, all the stuff you'd use at Christmas. You've got your Brussels sprouts in there, your carrots, your um, purple cabbage, and they can grow that all year round. And then harvest it for their Christmas dinner, which I think my two absolutely love doing it, and they, they find it very rewarding, really. doesn't have the meat in there, but uh, <laughs> that you can get separately. <laughs> and uh, have you noticed a bit of a change then in, in people's attitude towards sustainability, yes. particularly with kids, which is your area? Absolutely. So I started this about four years ago now and I definitely feel probably in the last two years more and more people have looked at actually what they're buying not just what they're recycling and that's the key thing really if we're making the changes in terms of packaging and stuff like that we need to ensure that we're getting out there and people are aware the reasons why we've changed the packaging or we're incorporating it into something that continue being used that isn't just a once use only if that makes sense you know reusable and then if you're instilling that into the children I think they're more likely to continue into adulthood you've got to be really careful haven't you when you're putting together a lot of your range you've got to check the sustainability of Absolutely. every small thing the cardboard yeah. the string the labels 100%. the print on the labels because you can't be caught out I went back and forward to this company here which we're talking about the biodegradable because so many of these were saying they were recyclable they weren't biodegradable uh, because they were lined with plastic but yes, try getting plastic out of paper it doesn't happen you know like the drink cups mm, and stuff mm. like that that's not what I wanted I wanted it biodegradable so it can go in say if the children had got a compost heap going because they've got all their garden bits going, they can just bung the packaging in there and it's absolutely sorted. If it's just cardboard, taking away the bleach, so it's not white cardboard I'm using, it's brown. And is that a problem then because that's going to automatically then increase your costs, isn't it? Because it does, this is something yeah. which isn't done at a mass scale, so it's no. going to cost the manufacturer a little bit more. Absolutely. That has to go down the line. All the vegetable seeds are organic. They are going to be a little bit more expensive than non. But if we take away all the pesticides and everything that's added to it, I'm looking at the environmental aspects. Mm. Now, for my children, I very much brought them up with less is more. They don't need to have heaps and heaps of toys at Christmas. They don't need to have loads at their birthday. Sometimes it's more experience than just stuff as it was. I have priced it within a range that I think is feasible for people, but at the same time, I think people are appreciating the additional stuff that they are getting within the product. So whether it is using a glass jar instead of a plastic or using stainless steel to mix the paints up in. So I don't get many people questioning the prices, if I'm honest, because I think they then see the quality of the product and they see the longevity. And that's the key thing here, rather than it being broken five minutes later. And where can so, people yeah. find out more about you? At muckyknees.com.
I'm also on social media, Mucky Knees Gifts. So um, have a little nose on there and you'll see more of my products because I don't have everything here today. Thank you so much Thank indeed. You so Thank much. you. You're Thank you. Enjoy the market. Thank you. I will. Thank you. I have done. Let's go back over to Ollie to, to finish off. You must be really pleased with the success that this market has been over the last few months and carrying it on into 2024. Yeah, absolutely. This market has been around for a year now. This is our first anniversary. We run the market every single month, the second Saturday of the month in the heart of Rygate High Street. It's been really successful. We get lots of regular people knowing that the market is here and they're coming back month after month. And the lovely thing about this boutique market is the fact that all the stallholders are changed around on a monthly basis. So every single time you come here, you'll be presented with a whole new range of local sustainable businesses. Yeah, and you never know what you're going to get. Thank you so much to Ollie for inviting us down and all of the stallholders who we spoke to this week and last week on the Planet Rygate podcast. Those details again, sustainability markets in Rygate. You never know what you're going to get. Second Saturday of the month, and uh, it's the next one. It's the 9th of March. Oh, it's my dad's birthday. The 9th of March, 10 till 3. And this is inside and outside Rygate Methodist Church on the high street. And as I say, if you didn't catch last week's episode where we spoke to other stallholders, uh, pop back and listen to that, why don't you? This is the Planet Rygate podcast with Peter Stewart. We're mentioning the A22 and Pebble Hill in a few moments' time. Plus, do you reckon you can guess what the local town is has been listed as one of the most depressing places to live? How dare they? And what do you call Rygate Hill? All that and more on the way as news and weather together on the Planet Rygate podcast. Yeah, we look back at our weather almanac from 2023 with Professor Weather. And also on the way, our resident robot, Roberta, is asking questions of Lucy in Redhill about what she loves about living life round here. But first of all, let's look at some of the other stories which have been happening recently over the last seven days or so in the Planet Rygate area. Have you caught up with that huge road closure? Yeah, it's due to a water leak. It's prompted a 29-mile road diversion. SES Water, cos it is they, is apologising after a section of the A22 at Blindley Heath near Lingfield was shut overnight. Now, obviously, Blindley Heath, Lingfield, not directly in the Planet Rygate area, but I reckon when you're out and about, it's something you need to know about, isn't it? Uh, the water company says the work's essential to safeguard water supply for customers and that closure is expected to remain in place for another week or so at least while repairs take place. So that diversion route includes parts of the A22, A25, the 2011 and the A264 as well as part of the A217, ah the A217 near Gatwick Airport. So that's down to SES Water. Talking of whom... 
Yeah, the owner of Southwest Water, that's one of the UK utility firms fined for illegal sewage dumping last year, has only gone and bought our very own Sutton and East Surrey Water in a deal worth £380 million. Yeah, Pennon also owns Bristol Water and Bournemouth Water, and uh, they've confirmed that they've now bought SES Water. SES has got 745,000 customers across parts of Surrey, Sussex, Kent and South London. They're based in Red Hill, of course, and they've got nearly 500 staff working for them. So you are probably somebody that uh, has SES Water yourself where you live in the Planet Rygate area, and I know they have been a big supporter of some of our local events including our very own Run Rygate. So let's hope that that arrangement continues. Uh, There's been an accident on Pebble Hill Road again last week on the Sharp Bended area. Residents there say they're trying really hard to work with Surrey County Council and Mole Valley Council to get improvements and maintenance to the road carried out. But they've been talking on social media this week of a huge pond of water at the bottom near the A25 and the lack of road markings and signage along what they call the whole stretch. They say the old signs are broken or hidden by vegetation. And again, posts on social media over the last week talking about six big accidents in six weeks and nine blowouts due to broken drain covers. They say, don't be the next statistic. Please drive very carefully up and down the road. Be extremely careful over the next week, particularly with frozen water and black ice, as uh, the drains, they say, are still blocked. And uh, posts on social say, Mole Valley and Surrey County Council have yet to carry out essential maintenance. Obviously can't vouch for that one way or the other. Yeah, it is Mole Valley, isn't it? It's just over the border there. One comment on Facebook says residents are now having to take matters into their own hands and clear drains and ditches themselves to prevent flooding of homes. And someone else says that road needs cat's eyes on the whole stretch. Quote, I feel the bends are dangerous in the dark. People go too fast factor in the bad weather and I'm not surprised there are so many accidents. Now we don't actually feature Dorking on the Planet Rygate podcast. We don't care what happens over there. Uh, However this is of interest because it is something that um, you may be travelling to over the future and that is Dorking Halls which is going to be shut over the summer as it undergoes a 3.24 million pounds safety refit as i say wouldn't normally mention what goes on at the dorking halls but because our very own harlequin is closed at the moment you may have been tempted by some of the shows and the events some of the comedy nights some of the film shows that do that uh, go on there at the dorking halls Uh, It's been recommended for the minimal amount of work needed to fix its most immediate problems boy oh boy minimal Immediate problems, nearly three and a half million. Yeah, a decision on an eight million power modernization of the venue with improved seating, bars, toilets, soundproofing is actually going to be taken next year. But quote, the halls are a very important part of Mole Valley's cultural infrastructure with over 114,000 tickets sold in 2023. And of course, they're used by people not just in Mole Valley, but also from our neck of the woods as well, particularly, as I say, now that the Harlequin is closed down for the next several months. Uh, The halls are sorely in need of repair and refurbishment. And particular is concern over the state of the 
90-year-old fibrous plaster ceiling in the Great Hall itself. It's got to be dealt with urgently as a health and safety issue and it also costs them an awful lot in inspections and remedial patches. Yeah, it does get to a stage, doesn't it, where you just think, oh, let's just do it, you know, <laughs> let's just get on with it and do it properly once and for all. Critical ceiling failure has been identified as a risk And if no work's done, there's a potential that the fibrous plaster in the Grand Hall becomes so unstable that the halls are forced to close at short notice or no notice at all. Of course, any collapse, regardless of whether anyone's actually there watching a show when that collapse happens, would likely lead to a fine. It's been about 30 years since the halls last underwent a large-scale refurbishment when the building was extended and the current layout created. And it looks from that right up there that the Dorking Halls are 90 years old. Yeah, they've kind of got that kind of look about them, haven't they? Kind of 1920s, 1930s. Interesting stuff, so be aware about that. Well, would you like to tell Rygate and Banstead police what you think of them in the nicest possible way, with a bit of backup of some evidence as well? You know how the police like evidence. Well, you can do just that. You can join them online. This coming Tuesday, between 7.45 and 8.45, you'll be able to hear from Surrey's Chief Constable Tim DeMayer and also the Police and Crime Commissioner Lisa Townsend and also the Borough Commander. They, they really want to hear your views about current challenges, future plans and a chance for you to ask them about issues affecting your community. So it's a bit of a kind of idea swap. You can tell them where you think they are going wrong and they'll be able to tell you about budgets and the problems that they've got and also what they're planning for the future as well. Facebook.com, Rygate and Banstead Beat if you want to find out more about that. If you've been visiting Merstham Wreck over the last week or so, you may have spotted a digger on the site making holes along the eastern boundary near Weldon Way. Well, it's that they're, they're carrying out water drainage tests in preparation for refurbishment work, which they hope to start in the spring. And also, they point out to me, the work to deliver a new football pitch, a Battle Bridge Wreck on the former Bowling Green area, is going to be starting in the next few weeks. And hopefully that new pitch will be ready for the 2024-25 football season. Rygate, as you know, is often ranked amongst the best places to live in the whole of the country, but, 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 it's also found itself in the running for the most depressing town as well. Yeah, it's up for an I Live Here Most Depressing Town in Britain 2024 award. Well, that's not very nice, is it? Um, Apparently, one of these citations is that uh, Rygate has succumbed to a tidal wave of chavity. Well, I'll lead you to draw your own conclusions about what that might mean. Spencer Copping is quoted. He's the chairman of the Rygate Business Guild. He says Rygate is a unique market town with fantastic independent businesses, thriving art and music scene, numerous hospitality venues that cater for all occasions and generations. There's always something to do in Rygate. We have a tremendously supportive local community. So I don't know about whether you think the same as me, but I think it's far from being one of the country's most depressing towns, don't you? I mean, it's not perfect. Right Move reports an average house price in Rygate, £604,691. That's pretty expensive. Even for a Surrey average 
of 631,235. Bit of a, an aid memoir for you here. The deadline for the primary infant and junior schools admissions is only a couple of days away. So uh, there's still a bit of time for you to apply for a school place for your child. You've got until Monday to apply for your child's school place. Looking for new experiences in the great outdoors this year? Want to meet like-minded people? Fancy learning a new heritage skill and making practical and creative pieces to take home? Well, hedgesandhurdles.com have reminded me that they've got a wide range of workshops and courses you can join either on your own or with a friend. Living willow projects, plant support workshops, willow sculptures coppicing for conservation courses and much much more and they've also got one of their locations in Rygate. They have outdoor shelters welcoming fires and hot drinks so if you want some more information hedgesandhurdles.com If you're an artist or creative with a passion for storytelling through art, well somebody wants to hear from you for a unique project to raise awareness for head and neck cancers. Rebecca Regan is looking for talented artists and creatives who'd like to work with a patient hearing their story and then expressing their journey through art. Completed artworks will be displayed at East Surrey Hospital and form part of the annual Head and Neck Cancer event hosted at the Macmillan Centre there. So if it's something that you'd like to get involved with, then line and dot illustrations at gmail.com. Line and dot illustrations at gmail.com. And I was intrigued finally to see this posted this week on Twitter. It's now called X, of course, by someone who calls themselves Son of Psycho Tweed, who posted a great picture and what he calls possibly the most stunning sunset I've ever seen. Just beautiful. Okay. You can't actually see the picture on this podcast, but I was really intrigued to see the hashtags that PsychoTweed2 has put up alongside his pick. Hashtag Rygate, hashtag Surrey, and hashtag Surrey Himalayas. What do you call the Surrey Hills? Planet Rygate is the North Downs Way and the Pilgrim's Way. And this is the Planet Rygate podcast. Right on cue, Professor Weather sending us this uh, weather almanac to read out news and weather together. Planet Rygate podcast. Also, on the way, don't forget, we have Rygate Roulette, we've got Planet Rygate Stars, Hidden Treasure, tell you what's on next week's show, and also our 60-second soundscape before we go at the end of the show on the Planet Rygate podcast. So uh, let's have a little look here and see what's... uh, Yeah, okay, yeah. So uh, 2023, uh, we recorded an air frost 39 days in 2023 locally, which was the same as 2022 and was below average, 44 days. The 4th of January, just gone, incidentally, was the wettest January day locally that Professor Weather has ever recorded with 30 millimetres of rain. What were you doing on the 4th of January? Just gone, cast your mind back. It was uh, it was last Thursday week, wasn't it? It was also the 10th, the equal 10th wettest day ever recorded and also the wettest start to the year with 56 millimetres of rain. Indebted to Professor Weather for the Planet Rygate Weather 
on the Planet Rygate podcast. Welcome to Rygate Roulette on the Planet Rygate podcast. My name is Roberta. I am the Rygate Roulette robot. I'm Lucy from Earlswood and I have a company called Lucy's Ladle. I want to find out more about what you love about living here. Spin the wheel to play and I'll ask you a question. When did you first come here? I moved to the area in 2010. I was living in London before and wanted to be in a greener place. Who is your local hero? My local hero, I think, would be Rachel Wood, who runs Eco Earlswood. And she set up Eco Earlswood Farmer's Market a few months ago, which is a lovely thing. And she runs a lot of community and environmentally focused events in the area. Which local shops do you rely on? My favourite local shop by far is Holborn's on Hooley Lane. So much more than a corner shop and they help me and my ladle out all the time and the staff in there are absolutely fantastic. What would you do locally for a first date? I think a first date idea would be Everyman Cinema in Rygate and a lovely tasty meal at Lebanani, my favourite restaurant in town. Sum up the area in eight words. If I were to sum up the area in eight words, I'd say friendly, community spirit, green and nature, Support for friends. What is your favourite local view? My favourite local view is probably from Nutfield Priory Hotel. It's fantastic up there and it's beautiful to look out on a, on a spring or summer or autumn or winter day. Where do you go locally for a culture fix? To go for a culture fix, I would recommend Everyman Cinema in Rygate. I love my films and it's such a cozy, friendly little cinema. Thanks for playing the Rygate roulette game. I loved your answers. I will be back next week, but before I go, here is one of my favorite robot jokes. Why did the robot fail its exams? Because it was a bit rusty. Ha 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 ha. You've been a great audience. I'm Roberta the Rygate Roulette Robot. Goodbye. Planet Rygate Stars. Thanking local heroes who are out of this world. Our hidden treasure in a few moments' time with Julie from the Children's Trust Shop. Bell Street in Rygate and also before we go at the end of the show it's our 60 second soundscape from Earlswood Lakes uh, and memories of summer and boy oh boy we need it in the current chilly climes don't we? Yeah so Planet Rygate stars this is where we say thank you to some of our local heroes and this from Earlswood and Whitebush's councillors who say thanks so much to the Kiln Community Garden volunteers who cleaned up the White Bushes signs on the way into Bushfield Drive on Saturday morning. There wasn't too much gardening to be done. 
and another one for you here. I just wanted to say a massive thank you to the lady in Sainsbury's car park today around 1.30. Not knowing that the ticket machine didn't accept the touch payment with my phone and also I left my purse at home, I couldn't pay and she very kindly paid for me. I managed to get to my baby group in time and with a smile on my face, knowing that this world still has good, kind, caring people. Then, after this happened, a kind lady gave me some baby girl books in the lift in Sainsbury's. I really appreciate it. I hope you both get some good karma for all of this. Well, so do we. And if you would like to nominate somebody who's gone out of their way to help you, Maybe they just didn't go out of their way at all, but they just helped you on life's journey as part of their journey. We all kind of need to help each other, don't we, in these times? If you'd like to thank somebody, drop me a line. Hello at theplanetrygatepodcast.com Hidden treasure on the Planet Rygate podcast. This week we're featuring an item of clothing. It comes from that well-known brand, Miss Selfridge. It's a UK size six, which is a European size 34. So it's new with tags. So it mentions on there some 35 euros new, uh, $49. And so uh, about 25 pounds retail price. Now this item is um, up for sale for just six pounds 50. It is black, it's very versatile therefore. It has little white polka dots all across it and has lovely sort of puff um, sort of sleeves at the top, but tapers just above the elbow down to be more fitted down to the cuff. So lots of lovely little features. The wrap over nature of this blouse or top um, means that there's a tie belt over to the left hand side or over sort of your left hip. Now the blouse itself is sort of fairly short. It's not a cropped top, but it sort of fits into the waist as opposed to sort of over a waistband of a skirt or trousers or jeans, for example. So a really lovely item. And this is really well-timed us featuring an item of clothing because we are launching a dress to impress for less competition. It launches on Monday the 15th of January and it is actually supported and promoted by Laura Hamilton, um, a lovely supporter of the Children's Trust. So looking to get a message out and as a social media campaign, looking for people to come in, buy three items of clothing. There's an actual discount available if they mention at that time, dress to impress for less. It actually means you get you know, a lovely little bargain, um, but you style up your own outfit, feature photographs, taking selfies, etc., putting across your socials, tag us in, etc. It's all about raising as much money as possible for the Children's Trust, but the competitive nature in us all and the fashion styling creativity that I'm sure we have amongst our supporters means that there's lots of fun and a seamless way to fundraise on behalf of the Children's Trust. So look out for that competition. Um, It applies to all of our shops, but Rygate were very active and will be participating in this. So hurry along, see what hidden treasure you can get. And from Monday next week, for a two-week period, we're running that competition. Thank you for your support. Email hello 
at theplanetrygatepodcast.com. Find out more at theplanetrygatepodcast.com. Leave a text or voice message on WhatsApp 07917-874-572. Follow us on Facebook, The Planet Rygate Podcast. Find us, subscribe and leave a review on your favourite podcast app. Support us at buymeacoffee.com slash theplanetrygatepodcast. This is the Planet Rygate Podcast. Thanks very much indeed for the loan of your ears for episode 18 of the Planet Rygate Podcast. I'm Peter Stewart, reminding you that over the last hour you've been listening to all sorts of events in our Good Time Guide. We heard from various stallholders at the sustainability market in Rygate. Plus, we had the news and weather together, Rygate Roulette. We thanked our local heroes in Planet Rygate stars. We also heard about hidden treasure from the Children's Trust shop in Bell Street in Rygate. And we've got more where all that came from next week in the show. Plus, we're going to be hearing from our very own local crime author, Nikki Mackay. I'm not much of a plotter, like I start out and I usually have an idea, so I have a scenario, this problem, what if this happened, Um, often I'll take a true case. I usually know how a book ends, but that's prone to change. Um, I have an idea of a character in my head and I do have a board. I've got a set of um, blue boards with, uh, and I pin speech notes on them in different colours. So I tend to write first person, present tense. I'll often have a couple of voices. So they'll be colour coded. Um, and alongside the board with my notes on, I have an Excel spreadsheet. I'm sorry to say, like, I've had to learn to use Excel. I avoided it for years when I was doing terrible office jobs. More from Nikki next week on the show. The 60-second soundscape. Local natural sounds uninterrupted. But before we go, at the end of the show, in the middle of winter, let's cast our mind back to last summer. And I took my Planet Rygate microphone down to Earlswood Lakes and sat in the grass, surrounded by crickets. <laughs>